Obey the instruction God has given you to do. Don't look to the right, don't you look to the left, but you do what God has told you to do and you will see the blessing of Hagar rest upon you. He will take you from bondage to freedom, from broken to beautiful, from barrenness to bountifulness. Let God bless you. Katina Harris and I want to thank you for joining me on today for A Woman Is Right. You may be saying to yourself, that is a bold statement for a show. It is. It really is a bold statement, but I got it directly from scripture. It comes from Numbers chapter 27 verses 1 through 8 where God himself says the women are right. And you know, I said to myself, I'm going to take this verse and I'm going to make it into a show because I really feel like God wants women to know that they are right. So the name of our show is A Woman Is Right. And this is a show for real women who live real lives, who want to know a real God, who gives real answers to real problems. Because the women in the um, book of Numbers, chapter 27, verses 1 through 6, had real problems, real issues that God gave them real answers to. So I want you to read it in your spare time and just just let that uh, soak in. And if you are a woman or a man, I want you to know that you are right. You are the right woman. You are the right woman. You are the right man. Nothing is wrong with you. You're not too, uh, too tall, too fat, too skinny, too dark, too brown, too white, too light. You are right. You are right. You are right because God made you. He created you. And don't you dare, don't you dare uh, beat yourself down. Know that God created you. He formed you. He called you. He redeemed you. You are his. So uh, I just want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, last time we were together, we studied uh, the book of Genesis chapter 16, and we were talking about Hagar. And the title of the lesson was God took her from broken to beautiful. He took her from um, uh really barrenness to bountifulness. And so we're going to pick back up on where we left off on last week. And I want to catch you up. For those of you who did not see the show on last week, you really need to view it in the archives because it was really a treat. We studied Hagar. She was the slave, the Egyptian slave of uh, Sarai and Abram. And you know, it is believed that they acquired Hagar uh, when uh, Pharaoh took Sarai as his uh, wife to be a part of his harem. And so as the bride price, uh, he gave uh, Hagar to Abraham uh, for Sarai because he believed that Abram was uh, Abram's, Sarai was Abram's sister instead of his wife. Uh, but God corrected that. So we uh, found out last week that Sarai said, Abram, I want you to sleep with Hagar and I can have a family through her. And what happened? Hagar ended up pregnant and uh, she was angry at uh, Sarai. You know, she's pregnant and Sarai uh, tells Abraham, this is all your fault. Uh, this is all your fault that my slave doesn't like me anymore. And Abram tells uh, Sarai, look, 
do whatever with her that you want to do. And she begins to mistreat Hagar. She begins to, we don't know, the Bible says she treated her harshly. That could have been beating her, yelling at her, cussing at her, fussing at her, but whatever it it was, Hagar ran away. Uh, and to run away while you're pregnant, trust me, the treatment was harsh. And I want you really to understand that you cannot romanticize Hagar being a slave. Remember, a slave was property. She couldn't do what she wanted to do. She couldn't go where she wanted to go. She did not have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness because she was a slave. She was a slave. And you use slaves for services. And they used her for sex services. So don't try to romanticize Hagar's life. Abraham was around 86 at this time. Hagar was a young woman and she was forced to sleep with Abram. Whether she liked it or not, she was forced to do it. And so this is where we uh, pick up today. We pick up where she has run away from Sarai and God himself finds her and he asks her, where have you been and where are you going? So I need you to turn with me to Genesis chapter 16. Uh, and we are really in verse uh, nine. We're in verse nine and God is talking to Hagar. And I know the Bible says it's the angel of the Lord, but many theologians believe that it's God himself, that uh, God um, basically comes in the form of an angel to Hagar. And I told you last week, God never saw Hagar as a slave. He saw her as his daughter. He saw her as his daughter. Sarah saw her as a slave. Abram saw her as a slave, but God saw her as daughter. And that's how he treated her. When she ran away because Sarah had mistreated her and treated her harshly, God chased her down. The Bible says he found her. And for somebody to find you, that meant they were looking for you. God was looking for his daughter. And she was not an Israelite. She was not a Jewish woman. She was a Gentile woman, but she was the daughter of the Most High God. And I love that. I love that because it is a foreshadowing that God is going to basically engraft Gentiles into his family. And that's what he did with Hagar. He engrafted her into his family. She was his daughter. And look at verse uh, nine. Uh, the Lord tells her, go back to Sarai, submit yourself. Uh, he basically, the Lord says, go back, get a new attitude, uh, humble yourself. Don't uh, act ugly. Don't act dis disrespectful. Uh, but have a good attitude, Hagar. He says, submit yourself. And then he tells her, if you submit yourself and you do what I tell you to do, he said, I'm going to increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The Lord said, it's a blessing in it for you. He said, I know they haven't treated you right. I know they've treated you like a slave, but I want you to know, trust me. Don't trust Sarai. Don't trust Abram, but trust me, because where I lead, I guide, and where I call, I provide, and where I direct, I protect. God said, and I'm correcting you now. I'm correcting you. I'm telling you to go back because you're pregnant. You're in the wilderness. You have no food. You have no shelter, and you will die here. But you go back because they're going to they're gonna, uh, protect you. They're going to provide for you, and I'm going to see to it that you are cared for properly. So she, look at the... Um, Verse 11, this is what it says. It says, the angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall call him Ishmael for the Lord has heard of your misery. I love that misery. 
the Bible says it was miserable being a slave. You know, some people just act like being a slave was just beautiful, but I'm glad the Lord left it on record here for us to let us know slavery is miserable. Don't you ever think people want to be slaves? Nobody wants another human being to rule over them because human beings are evil. Without the love of God, we are evil. We're left to our own devices and the human condition is sinful. And what we do is sin. And can you imagine a sinner being the master over another human being? They're not going to be loving. They're not going to be kind. They're not going to be that. And we see that here. Abram and Sarai. Look at what the Bible says. It says, and the Lord has heard of your misery. She was miserable. And we know Abram was called a friend of God and Sarai was the mother of many nations, but she was miserable as their slave because she's being told to do uh, things that are not right. She's being told to have sex with a man that's not her husband. Uh, she's being told to uh, go here, do that, step here, fetch that. It's misery. So don't romanticize Hagar's uh, condition in life. She was a slave. She was a slave and God said it was misery. And it was. And verse 12 says, God tells her, your son will be a wild man and his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all of his brothers. She gave the name uh, to the Lord who spoke to her, you are the God who sees me. This is so beautiful because Hagar has an encounter with the with the God of heaven, with uh, Jehovah, uh, the Almighty, with Jehovah Sabaoth. She has an encounter and she she literally names the place, the God who sees me. She says, now I see him who sees me uh, for I have said I have now opened. I've now seen the one who sees me. This is why the well is called Ber Lahorah. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abraham a son, just like God told her. And the Bible says that Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born, just like the Lord told her. Now, if I'm Hagar, I'm thinking everything that the Lord told me has come to pass. So I'm looking for my descendants to be too numerous for me to count because everything that God has said to me has come to pass. And then verse 16 says, Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael. Look at that. Now we've got to turn to chapter 21 because we're going to, we're going to get the rest of the story. So Hagar bears Ishmael, right? And we talked about, you know, it's miserable being a slave, but I want you to turn to chapter 21. And now we're going to get the second part of this story. So she gives birth to her son. She goes back and submits to Sarah. Uh, she does exactly what the Lord tells her to do. She follows the instruction of the Lord. Uh, and I love God. He's just directing her, protecting her, covering her because he's, uh, she's not a slave to God. She's his daughter. And he loves her. He loves her. And I, I love how God loves us. You know, where people would discount you, people will marginalize you, people will minimize you. That's what they did to Hagar. But God will maximize you. God will glorify you. God will satisfy you. And I love that because God will take you from the background to the forefront, from obscurity to notoriety. God will bless you. And he specializes in blessings the least of these, the least of these, you know, uh, 
That's one of the scriptures I love in the uh, New Testament. When uh, he comes back, it says Jesus is going to return. And he says, uh, he's going to tell some people, he said, you know, depart from me. I never knew you. And they're going to say, uh, no, Lord, uh, you know, we did this, we did that. And he was, and he's going to be like, depart from me. I never knew you. And then some people, uh, you know, he's going to come to them and he's going to say, you visited me when I was in prison. You fed me when I was hungry. You loved me and clothed me when I was naked. And they're going to, and they're going to say to the Lord, when did we feed, when did we visit you in prison? When did we feed you when you were hungry? When did we clothe you and love you when you were naked? He said, when you did it to the least of these. In other words, when you did it to the people that everyone else is looking over. When, er when everyone else is marginalizing them, they're minimizing them. God said, when you love them and you, you cover them and you try to do right by them, God said, you're doing it to me. You're doing it to me. And don't you love that? And that's what I feel like God was saying to Hagar. I know they've marginalized you, Hagar. I know they've minimized you, Hagar. He said, but I'm going to maximize you and I'm going to glorify you with my power and my might uh, because you are just the right person for me to bless. You're just the right, uh, in the right place, in the right space for me to show my power in full supply. So let's turn to chapter 21 and we're going to see the end of uh, Hagar's story and we're going to see what the Lord does for her. So look at um, verse 9, 9. Well, before we get to 9, let's go a little bit. Let's look at 1, uh, chapter 21, verse 1. It says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord said unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. Now, this is amazing. Their names have changed at this point. It's no longer Sarai, but it's Sarah. And his name is no longer Abram, but it's Abraham. They have been uh, given the promise uh, by God. Abram uh, to Abraham, Abraham means he's going to be the father of many nations. And Sarai to Sarah means she's going to be the mother of multitudes. So we see God giving them the promise. And now Sarah, who was barren, who couldn't have kids. And remember, she used Hagar to have children. And now she has had her own baby from her own body. Abraham has had uh, a baby from his wife, his wife not his handmaid, not his slave, but his wife. So the promise that God makes to them comes to pass. Now let's see what happens uh, with Hagar. Let's look at verse nine. It says, and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had borne unto Abraham, mocking at her son. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman, will not be heir with my son, Isaac. Oh my goodness. Sarah has just, just made a literally a hundred, 180 degree turn. She says, put her out, put her out because her son is not going to be uh, heir with my son, Isaac. Now, when we read in chapter 16, Sarah says, God is going to uh, allow our family to come through Hagar. I'm going to build a family through her. Now, Sarah, Sarah has her own child. And now she, she sees Hagar's son making fun of her son. And we all know 
if you have multiple children, they make fun of each other. Your younger son would taunt your older son, your older son would taunt your younger son or daughter, vice versa. We see that all the time. If you have multiple children, it's not uncommon for children to tease and laugh at each other. And that's exactly what Ishmael was doing. He was probably teasing Isaac and Sarah saw it. And she said, put her out and not only put her out, Abraham, but your son by her would not be heir with my son. Sarah, we just see Sarah's character and her attitude. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. When it was, when you couldn't have children, it was okay for you to use Hagar for your own benefit uh, to her detriment. It was okay for you to have your own agenda, your own selfish ambitions and motives and your own interests. But now that you don't need her and you can have your own son, put her out and put her son out too. So we have to be careful that we don't become people who use other people for our own agendas, for our own selfish motives, for our own ambitions. We have to be careful we don't do that. That's not what God wants us to do. Remember, Hagar is his daughter. We see how God loves her. He's given a promise to her. So we have to be careful that we don't act. We don't act uh, selfishly when it comes to our brothers and our sisters. Okay, let's continue to read. It says, verse 11, and the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. The Bible says that Abraham was very sad uh, when Sarah said, put her out. The Bible says he was sad because he didn't want to put his son out. You know Abraham has grown to love Ishmael. You know he has. Uh, this is bone of his bone and, you know, flesh of his flesh. This boy has his DNA in him. And, you know, he. this is his first son. And you know when Sarah says put about, it has to grieve him. But look, let's look and see what the Lord says. The Lord says in verse 12, And God said unto Abraham, Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad and because of thy bondwoman. Now, I really like that. The Lord said, not only are you sad because of Ishmael, but you're sad because you got to put Hagar out too. Uh, hint, hint. Uh, I think the Lord is letting us know he didn't want to see Hagar go too. So, um, we have to be mindful of that. The human condition is the human condition. And what I mean by that, no man or woman is perfect without the love of God operating in our lives, being shed abroad in our hearts. We are all selfish. We are all sinners. But when we accept Christ, when we allow him to live in our lives and us to die and to him and for him to live, that's when we are not selfish. That's when we are not self-centered. That's when we're not narcissistic. That's when we are loving and we're selfless. We're selfless. I'm looking out for your best interest, not just mine, not just mine. And so the Lord tells Abraham, you're not only grieved because you got to put Ishmael out, but you're grieved because you got to put Hagar out too. Uh, and the Lord just brings that truth to him. And look at what the Lord says. He says, hearken unto the voice of Sarah for Isaac shall and in Isaac shall thy seed be called. In other words, the Lord said, listen to Sarah. Remember, the first time Hagar ran away, but this time she's being put out. She's being put out. And you know, uh, look at verse, 10, verse 13, and it says, and also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. I love this. The Lord said, don't worry about Ishmael. I am going to bless him. I am going to bless him. Uh, but God had already told Hagar before he told Abram, 
I'm going to bless them. And I love that. And that lets you know that uh, women, women are right. Hagar was right. God told Hagar all of this before he ever told Abram this. Uh, and this lets you know that God loves women. So don't you ever think of yourself as less than, inferior, uh, lowly. You know that you are right. You are right because God made you. Don't worry about your past. God can overcome your past. You know, trust him just like Hagar did. And look at 14. It says, and Abram rose, Abraham rose up early in the morning and he took bread and a bottle of water and gave it to Hagar putting it on her shoulder and the child, and he sent her away. Now, this is amazing to me. He gave her a bottle of water and some bread and sent her on her way. This woman had given him over a decade, over a decade of service, years of service, over a decade, and he gives her a bottle of water and some bread and sends her on her way into the wilderness. Listen to me. She didn't get a retirement party. She didn't uh, get a banquet and a feast and say, thank you for all of the service that you have rendered unto Sarah and I. We're so grateful to you. We use your body. We use your mind. We use your time. Thank you. They did not say that to her, but they gave her a bottle of water and uh, some bread and sent her on her way. Now, you know, you know she was a slave. If you ever doubted it, don't you doubt it because she was a slave. And it looked like she was going to be slave now, slave then, slave you've always been. But God had another plan because when Abraham let her go, guess what? She became a free woman. She was no one's slave any longer. No one's slave any longer. No more slave any longer. She was a free woman, a free woman, a free woman. What she had been birthed into, God let her walk into freedom. God liberated her from slavery. He set her free. And look at verse 15. It says, and the water was spent in the bottle and, the, and she and the child uh, went under the shrub and she went and she set her down over against him a good way off as it were a bow shot. For she said, let me not see the death of my child. And she sat over against him and she lifted up her voice and she wept. Now, this is amazing. The water ran out. It was a bottle of water. You know it's going to run out. And what I want to say to you here, whatever man gives you, what Abram, uh, Abraham gave uh, Hagar ran out, whatever man gives you is going to run out. It's going to run out. If he gives you money, if he gives you time, if he gives you compliments, it's going to run out because what man gives you runs out. It runs dry. But what God says to you will last a lifetime. She could not be dependent on what Abraham gave her because all he gave her was a bottle of water and a, some bread, but it quickly ran out. And literally she's in the wilderness. And remember what I told you about the wilderness? There is no water in the wilderness. There is no springs, no desert. Uh, in the desert, there is no rivers. But we know our God provides rivers in the wilderness. He provides springs in the desert places because he is God. He is God. And let's see what happens. In 17, it says, And God heard the voice of the uh, little boy of Ishmael. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God have heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him in your hand, for I will make him a great nation. God comes to Hagar and said, here you are again in the wilderness, but this time, Hagar, 
This time you're free. You're not a slave. I don't call you the uh, Egyptian slave of Sarah, but I call you by your name. And I tell you, you are free. Hold up the lad and listen, Hagar. I heard him and I hear you. And uh, he says, I'm going to make him a great nation, a great nation. And 19 says, and God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the bottle with water and gave her son to drink. Now, listen to me. Listen to me. God opened her eyes. The first time she was in the wilderness, God opened her eyes and she saw him. This time he opens her eyes and she sees water. And we know that Jesus is the well that never runs dry. He became her well in the midst of the wilderness, her water in the desert. He became it for her and her son. And that's what we see. Hagar is a single mother, but God said, you know what? I am going to equip you and empower you with grace. And I'm going to equip you to raise a great nation, a great nation. And she does that because God empowers her to do that. And look at 20, it says, and God was with the lad and he grew and he dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. What I want to say to you is that Hagar is one of the most revered women in Jewish and in Muslim culture. She is known as the mother of the Arab nation. If you know anything about the Arab nation, they are a wealthy nation. They are a wealthy nation and they are rich in resources. And she is considered the mother of the Arab nation. Do you know everything that God told her in that wilderness came true? He said, I was, I'm going to multiply your descendants and they're going to be too numerous to number. And I'm going to make your son a great nation. And do you know what? It was because Hagar, Hagar obeyed the instruction of her God because she obeyed it. She received the blessing and her children's 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 children received the blessing. So I want to tell you, Obey the instruction God has given you to do. Don't look to the right. Don't you look to the left, but you do what God has told you to do. And you will see the blessing of Hagar rest upon you. He will take you from bondage to freedom, from broken to beautiful, from barrenness to bountifulness. Let God bless you. You know, we're out of time on today and I want to thank you for joining me. And I want to let you know that we here at A Woman Is Right is a show for real women who live real lives, who want to know a real God who gives real answers to real uh, problems. So please join me next time as we delve deeper into the Word of God. I'll see you next time. God bless you. Hello, my name is Katina Harris and I'm the host of A Woman's Right. I want you to contact us. I want you to connect with us. I need you to like us on our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter pages. We invite you to be a part of the larger Woman Is Right community. And uh, look at the number on the screen. If you need prayer, if you need to give your life to Jesus Christ, if you need uh, just to talk through some things. We are here for you. We exist for you to encourage you, to equip you, and to empower you. So write us at the address, email us, um, and even follow us on our social media uh, platforms. We are here to make sure that you can be the best woman that God has called you to be. Thank you. I look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.